Radio. The Divine Wedgie with Dr. Matthew Tan. Why the best sex is boring. There is within our culture a wide variety of TV shows and movies that propagate the idea that sex has to be thrilling. These shows work off the assumption that life in general, and human relationships in particular, must be built on a solid foundation of fun and excitement. So if the fun and excitement dies, the relationship must die with it. Thus, the level of excitement experienced in the sexual act is very often used within the culture as the barometer for the health of a relationship more generally. Given the saturation of these tropes in our already media-saturated culture, it may seem understandable that Christians could sometimes buy into the logic of equating marital love with fun and excitement. If the dramatic emotional roller coaster that is the relationship between God and Israel could be compared to a husband rejoicing over his wife, as the prophet Isaiah put it in chapter 62 verse 5, it might seem quite logical to assume that the joys of marriage will include the joy and excitement of the sexual embrace. But does the joy of sex necessarily equate to sexual fun or excitement? A number of Christians seem to think so, even when they advocate keeping sex within marriage. The rationale often put forward is that sex between married couples is better, more fulfilling, and more exciting. But is this the correct conclusion to draw? According to John Paul II's work on marital love, the marital state is correctly seen as an analogue to the ultimate reality, which is God's relationship with his creation, exemplified by his relationship with Israel. So, is it possible that by positing excitement as the fulcrum of any relationship, we are making the ultimate reality conform with the analogue, rather than the other way around? For John Paul II, the sexual act is meant to analogue the fullness of the relationship between God and Israel. One aspect of this relationship that is often ignored is the prophetic. We get a clue to this from the Old Testament, where the marital analogue is often communicated through prophets like Isaiah and Hosea. According to this Old Testament understanding, sex can have an important prophetic function, and in the sexual act, the spouses prophesy to one another. They prophesy not in terms of foretelling the future, but in terms of an affirmation in the present that parallels God's covenantal love of Israel. In the Old Testament, the prophets are often sent in times when Israel manifested her infidelity to God, thereby manifesting in turn Israel's utter brokenness. If one looks carefully at the prophetic writings, particularly at Isaiah, Jeremiah, and Hosea, one theme that the prophets regard as central is not the condemnation of Israel's infidelity, although that is indeed mentioned. What is central, and thus greater than the infidelity of Israel, is God's constant love for Israel. In spite of her brokenness, in spite of Israel's prostitution, God reminds Israel through the prophets that Israel is still worth being with. Thus, while it is Israel that looks for excitement in things other than God, God, like the husband depicted by Hosea, still remains with her and rejoices over her in spite of the lack of any excitement. 
Whilst Israel in its brokenness seems rather ordinary by human standards, God's faithfulness is made manifest to Israel precisely in her ordinariness. This prophetic function of sex provides an important key to understanding marital love. For the marital act is not meant to instill sexual excitement, although it can do that from time to time. If we understand John Paul II's writings correctly, marital love is meant to affirm the spouses even when there is no sexual excitement. In the same way that God remains to rejoice over Israel, even when she is no longer worthy of any joy, the marital act prophesies to each spouse that each shall remain with the other even when they are no longer instilling any excitement or even when they are not worth remaining with. More specifically, it is God's expression of faithfulness to his creatures through each spouse. That was Dr. Matthew Tan with The Divine Wedgie. For more, visit divinewedgie.blogspot.com or cradio.org.au.